Professional Pricing Society's podcast series. I am Lisa Fisher, Senior Director with the Professional Pricing Today, we are featuring Alex Sharksis, CEO of Price. Today's topic of discussion is centered around an upcoming breakout track featured at the PPS 29th Annual Spring Pricing Workshops and Conference in Chicago. The presentation title is Artificial Intelligence in Revenue Management. Hello, Alex, and welcome, and thanks for joining us. We're happy to have you, and we look forward to all of your pricing expertise you're going to share. If you would just pre uh, please briefly introduce yourself and speak about how your career in pricing came to be. Sure. Well, thank you, Lisa, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So uh, I didn't think I was going to go into pricing when I started out, but um, through some fortunate circumstances, ended up uh, doing a lot of pricing projects at startups that I worked at over the last decade or so uh, and realized how important it was to the success of the business. Um, and when I was at a uh, artificial intelligence company called Drawbridge uh, that worked in the marketing and uh, online advertising space, uh, I technology there that we used every day uh, that we that you couldn't uh, you didn't have access to if you were uh, out in sort of more brick and mortar uh, businesses. Uh, and okay. uh, and so we uh, took my pricing experience from the past, combined it with that technology, and uh, with a co-founder, uh, Young and Shin, started started Perfect Price. Excellent, excellent. So let's jump right in. I'm sure our listeners want to hear all about artificial intelligence. Can you describe for the listeners how artificial intelligence is different? It's a topic that's kind of on the, the forefront of all discussions lately in the business arena. So talk to us a little bit about how you feel it's different. Thanks, Lisa. That's, that's a great question. and It's a question we get a lot. Um, I think there's there are a couple of different ways of thinking about artificial intelligence. And I think a lot of companies are probably very familiar with all the marketing buzz around it. Um, it is actually a different approach. Uh, there are different kinds of artificial intelligence, but in general, artificial intelligence is where you're not explicitly telling a computer what to do. You're letting the computer train itself or a model train itself based on the raw data. So um, it's very different than traditional methods. So things you'd learn in an operations research PhD program uh, that I learned in business school in our operations research classes, um, it's it's you know it's more than another tool in the toolkit um, because uh, the focus of AI and the way AI is so effective is um, because it's learning from the it can uh, not only get started quickly but it can also continue to learn after you start running it. So um, it's it's a very different and much much more flexible and powerful technology than what people are used to. Got it, got it. And where have you seen AI, um, have you seen it been successful? Well, so it's interesting because a lot of people think that AI is a um, sort of science fiction thing. I mean, maybe they they watched, uh, it's been in a couple movies recently. Um, Her, I think, uh, was one of them. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, you think, oh, well, this is the future, right? This is going to be, you know, in 20, 2100, you know, AI will be doing stuff. But if you use Facebook, if you use Google, if you use Uber, uh, if you use eBay, if you use PayPal, all these companies use AI very successfully today, some of them on pricing. Um, so, uh, you know, I think, I think one of the places that AI was originally the most, uh, you know, most widely used, which is where we came from, is the online uh, digital ad business. So every online ad that you see on your phone, on your computer, on a web page, uh, everything is, is powered by AI. Um, and so 
you know, I think if you look back 10 years, 2007, none of them were. Zero percent of digital ads were bought by AI. But as recently as last year, eMarketers said, uh, found, did a survey and found that 78 uh, percent, so almost, almost four-fifths of digital display ads are bought using AI. Um, and I think, I think when you look at the different applications, whether it's pricing or something else, so obviously Uber uses it for pricing, eBay uses it for pricing, Airbnb. Um, when you look at the applications of AI, uh, they have a couple of, couple of sort of key themes. Um, one of them is that uh, there's a lot of data. Uh, and so that you need, you need um, a more powerful tool to deal with that large amount of data. And that large amount of data isn't necessarily simplified. So you can't just say, hey, weekends should be more expensive than weekdays or weekends should be less expensive than weekdays. Um, and, uh, and then, and, and part of the fact that you have a lot of data is also that trying to solve that problem would be very time consuming, um, and very analytically intense. And so processes where you can sit down and have a month to figure it out. I mean, many of you listening to this probably, uh, work in a manufacturing business, right? If you set up a, uh, a price list in January for the whole year, you've got months to think about how you're going to price the next year. So it's not getting that real-time feedback loop going isn't as important for you. But if you're um, a transportation company where you have, uh, you know, each day you get new reservations, things go in and out of service, right? You have competitors perhaps, right? Then it's a much more dynamic business uh, and you don't have the time to do the analysis and there's too much to analyze. So that's a, that's a place where, um, where artificial intelligence can be really effective. Excellent. Um, great examples. And what can you tell our listeners about um, what does AI do that their current solution doesn't do? Can you talk them through that a little bit? Sure. Uh, so I think a lot of some people listening will have a current solution, right? You might use one of the, the big legacy vendors. Uh, you might have an in-house built system. Um, and I think for us, you know, when we look at people looking to use AI, that's a great place to start from, right? You don't want to start from a dead stop where you've never worked on your pricing or you've never really thought about doing uh, any kind of pricing, value-based pricing or any other sort of methodology. You just, somebody, the CEO or the VP of sales made up the prices and they've just been that way for five years. But that's much better to start from a place where you have a current solution and you're trying something already. Um, I think that the main thing that AI does is it changes the way you do pricing in a very fundamental way. So most systems today all of them, to my knowledge, um, separate analysis and action, right? So you'll analyze uh, the data. You know, you'll say, oh, it looks like looks like we have more demand on Saturday than we expected, or it looks like we have less seats, cars, hotel rooms, you know, whatever that example is. You know, it looks like we have less than we thought we would have this Saturday, so we should raise the price. And then as a second step, you go to your system of record and you raise the price. So a lot of software now automates this, which is incredibly useful, right? So you can either you know, follow your competitors up or down um, or automatically raise your price when you get to a certain level of utilization. Um, you know, In a manufacturing business, you might automatically give somebody a, uh, an approval uh, if, they're, you know, if they're looking for a pricing exception or automatically offer a discount, right? But, but in all those cases, right, there was an analysis that like this customer segment should get a discount or uh, this Saturday is going to be busy and therefore we should raise the price. And then there was this action that was separate uh, of going to the system, raising the price or pushing the new price in. Um, what 
AI does is integrates those. So the analysis you're doing is the same thing that's driving and setting the price. And so, and because it does that, when it gets feedback on how that price did, it then learns from that feedback. So the humans don't have to learn, oh, hey, on Saturday, I raised the price and all of a sudden bookings came to a screeching halt and I had to lower it again the next day, right? Instead, the AI learns that, and the next time that happens, whether or not it was a Saturday, maybe it's a Tuesday, right? It, it'll, it'll understand that pattern. It'll learn from what it did the last time and it'll do something slightly different or, or maybe a lot different. Um, so, so that's an, like the key difference is that it integrates analysis and action. It does a couple other things as a result of that. So it puts the intelligence closer to the customer decision. So even if you are an, a manufacturer and you're dealing with exceptions, right, being able to put that in Salesforce or in your CRM or in a mobile app or, you know, right next to the, the salesperson so they can get that answer right away. And it's not emotional, it's, it's data driven you know, that, that'll turn your proposals around faster. That'll, that'll win you business just from being fast. Um, and uh, for a lot of business, it's also much more granular, right? So before you might've bucketed a lot of customers into your large customer bucket, right? Or your large North American customer bucket. And, um, you know, and AI is able to get down to a much more granular level, whether that's by customer segments or whether that's by products or regions or time, but you're able to use a lot, you're able to be a lot more precise in your pricing. Um, and, uh, and finally, I think it's worth saying, you know, compared to systems where there was a lot of human involvement in the analysis, it's a lot easier to set up and manage going forward. So we've heard stories of people using legacy vendors, um, you know, spending millions of dollars uh, in license fees and setup, and then having to hire 30 people to actually operate the software. Um, and, I, you know, I think it's great that, you know, pricing teams are growing, but I think if you're hiring you know, going from zero to 30, you know, that means maybe there was more efficiency you could have gotten out of the software and AI is the kind of software that gives you that efficiency. So those are the ways, uh, those are the ways that, I mean, it is different and it is very different than current solutions. Mm -hmm. I had a follow-up question just by something you said that, you know, pricing organizations are growing. In your opinion, do you think that pricing organizations might begin to shrink the more people become uh, more comfortable with AI since it's more, you know, it's easier to set up and manage and you may not need as many people. What's your opinion? That's a great question. And that's one that a lot of CEOs actually ask us, um, not only the pricing team, but also the CEO. And, and I think, I think they, some of them want to hear us say that they're going to be able to reduce their costs in the pricing team. And some people don't like that and want to continue to grow their team. Um, I think the, there's a lot of evidence of this now. So I think a couple of years ago, it was harder to, uh, you know, harder to, to say, but, you know, I mean, if you look at, if you look at some of the larger pricing teams, I mean, Uber, uh -huh. you know, even though they use AI heavily, is over a hundred people. Um, uh -huh. And so, you know, just because, just because you're using AI as a technology doesn't mean you, you know, skimp on resources you have to manage sure. the technology. Another example is Auto, the German company, Auto.de. They um, they brought in AI to manage their inventory and automatically reorder inventory. And one concern was that if the AI was reordering the inventory, you wouldn't need all the people that used mm -hmm. to have the job of reordering inventory. And what ended up happening was it grew their business by so much and was so successful that they hired more people to man to make it even better and also to manage their larger business. So. I think I think right now where AI is, it's not uh, it's not a, it's not a you know silver bullet or, or or a crystal ball or something. It's not going to solve all of your pricing problems. 
Um, it can solve a lot that you haven't solved, uh, and it can give you a foundation to um, really grow your business uh, using pricing really as a as a web competitive marketplace. But um, but it still needs people, right? It still needs gotcha. people to manage it, to um, you know, to improve it, uh, to yeah. interface with the business. And you know, somebody told me something that I think really stuck with me that really kind of fits with this theme, which was that um, artificial intelligence lacks common sense. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think there are things that humans would notice that an AI, if that's not, if that's not how it trained based on the data, like they might not notice, it's not going to know that, um, you know, that if, if you're selling, for example, right, you're a Cisco or a, you know, a, a, you know, one of the big, big network routing companies, right? It's not going to know that Twitter is a thing back in 2006. And you should really discount for Twitter because they're right. going to grow a lot. And so you want to lock them into your platform and, and almost giving the stuff away for free in 2006 is going to mean you're going to have a multi-million dollar customer, you know, okay. 15, 20 million dollar customer in five years. Um, the AI may not know that because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have that sort of common sense ability that sure. a human does. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of people don't realize. So I think there's a huge role for pricing people and and I think one of the things AI does is make them much more efficient and much better. So you get more ROI from your pricing organization and that mm -hmm. justifies growing it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. That was awesome. Um, talk about um, moving into who and who doesn't sell AI. Does everyone sell artificial intelligence? That's a great question. Uh, so, I mean, we've been doing this since uh, for almost five years now. And uh, back then, nobody sold AI. nobody sold AI. We actually, you know, talked about supervised machine learning, and, and AI was the thing that wasn't sort of in the market, um, even though they are the same thing. Um, now every company's figured out that people want to buy AI, so everybody's hung a flag in front of their booth at, at trade shows, like you know, like the, the Pricing Society conference coming up, that says, "Hey, talk to us about AI." And mm -hmm. most of those companies do not act. UAI. And I think it's um, it's really hard for, uh, you know, CTOs and CIOs and, and heads of pricing to really under, to, to really know what to ask and how to figure out, is this company actually doing AI uh, or is this company just saying they do AI and, uh, and, and, and really just doing a basic regression in Excel or something? Um, mm -hmm. And um, I think that I think that it's uh, the couple key, uh, the key things to look for are buzzwords. So companies that are that are selling AI but don't actually do it, they'll talk about things like um, neural nets and uh, you know all the latest sort of buzzwords that come out of Google. Those don't work for businesses. So a neural net and that kind of technology is not going to help you if you run a manufacturing company, if even if you run Uber. I mean, neural nets are great for identifying images and faces uh, and signal data, but for anything pricing related, not the right technology. Anybody who spends a lot of time on that sort of buzzword stuff is, um, you know, is 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 not actually an expert in the field. Um, another way to another way to tell is if um, is if there's a lot of services fees involved, right? AI is actually if you have it right. I mean, I know from Perfect Prices experience, we work with global multi-billion-dollar companies, and we can show you results in two to four weeks, um, and they may not be perfect. But we're able to we're able to train the model and have you looking at something that you know resembles reality as you know it and have an opinion about it within two to four weeks. 
because of AI, because of the way AI works. If, um, if a company is saying it's going to take four to six months to get set up and going, that means they're probably using uh, people and different approaches mm-hmm. than AI. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so yeah, so hope that helps. No, that definitely does. So um, you've given us a lot of information, Alex, and we certainly appreciate it. And for our listeners who want more of the same, Alex, as I said, will be featured at our upcoming pricing conference as one of our breakout speakers. And um, Alex, are there any parting words for our listeners? We are overall kind of concluding thoughts on artificial intelligence. Yeah, well, I, I think I think the, the thing that we like to tell people the most, and, and, and what we'd love it if people took away from this, is that, um, you know, uh, two things really. One, artificial intelligence is here, and it might be a really good tool for your business. And the only way to find that out is to try it. And I don't say that as someone selling the software. I just say that as someone who's worked in artificial intelligence uh, for seven or eight years now, that um, the only way to figure out if it's going to solve the problem you have, the challenge you have to throw at it, is to... Um, is to try it out, and um, and so I think I think that's you know really the the most important thing, and and it's okay if it isn't a good solution for your problem. It's not going to solve everybody's problem, and it's important to find you know employees or a vendor or technology providers who are willing to be honest with you and say, look, AI may not be the right solution for this particular problem. Excellent. Well, Alex, thank you again for joining us and sharing your insight on artificial intelligence. Please visit the Professional Pricing Society's website at pricingsociety.com for additional information of all of our offerings. Also, as a reminder, we are headed to Chicago for our annual spring pricing workshops and conference, May 1st through the 4th, where Alex will present on this very same topic. We hope to see you there. Get social with the Professional Pricing Society and subscribe to our blog, thepricingauthority.com, and follow us on Twitter at Pricing Society. Alex, do you want to throw out your Twitter handle so that the listeners can follow you as well? Sure, yeah. Uh, please follow us on, uh, at The Generalist, and, uh, and the company is at Perfect Price Inc. Um, we're also on LinkedIn, where we post a lot uh, at Perfect Price Inc. as well, and, um, and perfectprice.com. Excellent. And thank you all for listening and stay tuned for the Professional Pricing Society's monthly pricing podcast, where other industry experts will join us to share their pricing best practices. Alex, thanks. And we'll see you in a few weeks. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.